Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now, the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Off, I'd like to apologize for being white, straight, and a male. Because apparently, if you're running for president of the United States of America and you are white, straight, and a male, you now have to apologize for it. Welcome. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin until he gets to the studio. He is on his way, and I am filling in for him last second. When he gets here, we might even do some co-hosting. You never, we'll see how fast he kicks me off of here once he gets in the studio. I know he has a lot to say about this, but 2020 Democratic candidate, uh, is now apologizing, saying he knows, quote, it's a point against him that he is white, that he is a male, and he is straight. In fact, a new poll has come out saying only 38% of Democratic voters would be happy with a straight white male candidate. And that is the reason why Governor Jay Inslee of Washington is apologizing for being white, straight, and a male. Now, apparently, if he was gay, then all this would disappear. Now, these numbers come from the latest CNN Des Moines uh, Register poll, which said, and this is the Democratic Party in 2019, only 38% of likely Democratic caucus goers in Iowa quote, would be satisfied with a straight white male nominee. Now, apparently those numbers completely change if you're a gay white male nominee or uh, transgendered. I don't know how we would describe that as a male or female nominee. I guess transgendered white nominee. Uh, I I guess it changes if you're bisexual or whatever you want to be as long as you're just not the evil straight white male nominee. Because if that's the case, only 38% of likely Democratic caucus goers in Iowa say they'd be, quote, satisfied. Not even excited, just satisfied. Like, satisfied is basically what you do when you go eat at McDonald's. Like, you're satisfied. Like, Taco Bell, it's not really good food. It's just you're it's there and you kind of need it and you're satisfied with it. That's only 38% of Democrats say they'd just be satisfied with, like, the bare minimum. Now, the question that was asked of him, so why are you, as a straight white male, the right person to lead the Democratic Party if there's so much skepticism from Democrats in Iowa? Now, Inslee said, look, I get it. I think I have uh, an event, say, humility about being a straight white male. So now he has to be have humility because he's straight, he's white, and he's male. He went on to, of course, push all the extreme liberal talking points on how evil straight white males are by saying, quote, I've never experienced discrimination like so many. Well, you are right now because people are discriminating against you, Governor Inslee. You should get this because you are a straight white male. When only 38 percent of the people say they'd be, quote, satisfied with you, that is discrimination against you as a white male. And apparently the governor's not smart enough to actually understand that while he's talking about never experiencing discrimination, he's literally 
being discriminated against against by Democrats who are saying, sorry, we are discriminating against you because of the color of your skin, because of your sexual orientation, and because of your gender. That is discrimination. And you're now saying, while answering a question about people actively discriminating against you, that you have never experienced discrimination like so many. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you're a governor. Like, come on. You're smart enough to know what discrimination is. But again, he says, you know, I, 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 I you know, Inslee was, you know, he's saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm a white male. I, I've never experienced discrimination. Yes, you have. You're literally being discriminated right now, and you're having to answer a question about Democratic voters discriminating against you because of things that clearly deal with the issue of discrimination, the color of your skin and your sexual orientation and your gender. You're being discriminated against in three categories by Democrats in Iowa who are saying they don't want you because you are white, because you are a male, and because of your sexual orientation, which is straight. Now, the governor, of course, hitting all the liberal talking points you have to hit, said, quote, I've never been pulled over as an African-American teenager by an officer driving through a white neighborhood because you got to just reinforce that stereotype. And by the way, as a white kid whose dad was in law enforcement, I have absolutely been discriminated against by a police officer who saw me as a young person driving in a white neighborhood, and they pulled me over going, what are you doing here? Was I discriminated against because of my age? Yes. Was I discriminated against because I probably was driving a crappy car? Yes. Was I discriminated against because I probably had a fish sticker and a Dave Matthews sticker and a U2 sticker on the back of my car, which clearly automatically they assume that, oh, well, this kid must be a pothead? The answer is yes. I'll move on. He goes back, Inslee, to say, I've never been a woman who had been talked over in a meeting. Oh, gosh, help me. You're telling me that a man's never been talked over in a meeting by their boss, by another man? This idea that only women are discriminated against in a meeting because women are the only people that are talked over, you're an idiot. I, every job I've ever had, my boss has talked over me to let me know that they are my boss. And that's coming from a straight white male's perspective. That is not just unique to a woman, but it fits the stereotype that the left has to sell to the American people, which is, if you're a woman, come to our party because we will make sure that no one ever talks over you in a meeting. I have never worked for anyone in my entire life that was a male that didn't make sure that they talked over me very early on after they hired me to let me know that they are the boss. And by the way, bosses usually talk over everyone. One of the reasons why I love being in talk shows is I get to talk over other people, and they pay me to do it. Does that mean that I am, you know, discriminating against someone? No. Some people that I talk to on this show are really dumb, and they need to be talked over to shut them up. But again, this is the, you know, this is the Democratic Party in 2019. We discriminate against white males, and then we mandate they apologize for it. We discriminate against white males, and we demand that those white males say they're sorry for being straight on top of being white on top of being a male. All while this is going on, you have a dumb A governor who is literally saying, quote, I've never experienced discrimination, when that's exactly what you are experiencing right now. Welcome to the club. You are officially being discriminated against by the Democratic Party who's saying they don't want you because of the color of your skin, because of your sexual orientation, and because of your gender.
The governor goes on to say, quote, so I've approached this with humility. Inslee said his career he has dedicated to, quote, advancing justice and making sure that we have a much as much diversity as possible. So he's just he's just apologizing all over the place for being male, white and straight. He went on to list several other ways that he has, quote, atoned, including making sure his staff attended all of them implicit bias training, because that means you're a good governor. His stand against the so-called Muslim ban. He also brought up criminal justice reform, the same thing that Donald Trump has done. But don't worry, he didn't mention Donald Trump's actions on the issue, where instead of just talking about it, Donald Trump actually did something about it. Remember, Barack Obama talked about criminal justice reform, never did a damn thing to actually fix the issue of criminal justice reform. You have a white guy who's straight and Donald Trump, who's a Republican, so he's a terrible person in the eyes of the Democratic Party, who actually comes in and doesn't just talk about criminal justice reform. He actually does something on criminal justice reform in a massive way, the biggest overhaul that we've seen in my entire lifetime. And, of course, they won't give him him credit because, well, he's a Republican and we discriminate against Republicans. He's white and we discriminate against white people. Uh, He's a straight man and not gay uh, or transgender, bisexual, whatever. So we'll discriminate against him for that reason. And let's just throw in the other area. He's an old white guy, so old people, we got to discriminate against them as well. If you don't believe me, I'm going to tell you about Joe Biden's being discriminated against coming up in a little bit. And you'll see again that it now, I mean, if you're an old white person, you really do not belong in the Democratic Party. They literally hate you. Now, one other side point on this poll number, which is something that makes me absolutely laugh, is in this Des Moines Register CNN poll, the voters, again, shows only 38 percent of likely Democratic caucus goers in Iowa would be satisfied with a straight white male nominee. You want to know how stupid Democrats are in Iowa? And really, I would argue nationwide right now, how 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 ridiculous they've become with their insane, race-baiting, screaming logic of, you've hurt my feelings, apologize for everything in the past, we need reparations, the list goes on and on. This is how dumb they are. In the same poll... In the same damn poll, where Inslee is showing a meager 1%, there is a white guy who is straight, who is old, by the name of Joe Biden, who's leading the entire poll that just said they don't want a straight white guy who's older running the country. Vice President Joe Biden is leading the poll with 27%. Of people in Iowa. So so you look at this poll and just, again, this is how dumb the Democratic Party has become. 38% say that they would just, just, just be satisfied, not even, not even fired up, not pumped up, with a straight white male nominee. So then you ask the question, well, who do you want to get the nominee? Oh, I want a straight white male nominee named Joe Biden, who's old, 27%, he's leading the polls. I swear, it's like AOC has taken over the mind of the Democratic Party, dumbed them all down to the point where they don't even understand that what they say they hate is literally what they actively have put to the top of the polls. In the same poll, talking to the same people who are telling you that they hate the straight white male guy, and then you say, who do you want? And you go, I want a straight white male by the name of Joe Biden. This is the Democratic Party 
in 2019. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. He should be here at some point in the near future, and he'll take over. Until then, I'll take your phone calls, get your reaction to this. one 381 3811 one on Facebook and Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. And uh, on Blaze TV, you can check out my TV show there, uh, The Ferguson File. If you're already a member watching uh, Mark's show, it's incredible. You can check out mine as well. It's uh, Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. I want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College, for all they do to try and maintain the greatness of America. You know, most colleges have enough trouble maintaining the greatness on their own campuses, and they have declined, and they have fallen into cultural rot. Not Hillsdale College. It's a special place. And now they reach out to all citizens of the country to spread the word of liberty, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, capitalism, all the great things that make America what she is today. And now that Congress is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our liberty, doesn't it? Yours and mine. But too many representatives don't know how to preserve liberty, and too many of them don't care. We call them progressives. But I'm not interested in the progressives. I'm interested in you, we the people. It's up to we the people to retain what we have earned and to retain what we have received from our founding fathers. And our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty like the rest of us. And you can take their excellent online course for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore. Learn about liberty, the Declaration, the Constitution. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Ben Ferguson filling in for a little while for the great one, Mark Levin, today. Really nice to have you with us. And if you are a Democrat and you are white, you are male, you are straight, apparently now you got to apologize for that. And it's not just, uh, you know, in, in this Des Moines, Iowa, the register of this new poll that says, you know, that, that people are not satisfied with a white, straight male. They want something different, by golly. And now you've got candidates that are actually apologizing for being a straight white male. Then in the same poll... The Democrats are asked who they want to win, and the poll numbers show that Democrats still, and this shows how dumb they are, love straight white males. Leading the poll at 27% was Joe Biden, a straight white male, their first choice for president. Now, that's slightly down from 32% who said they loved a straight white male in December. Uh, It tops at 19 other declared and potential candidates who were in the poll. So it's, I mean, it's clear that the same Democrats are obsessed with being bigoted towards white people and towards males and towards those that are straight actually really like them. And if you don't believe me, look who's number two in the poll. Number two in the poll is another old white straight dude by the name of Bernie Sanders. Yes, I know he's a socialist. But we're going back to the the, the issue here where they say uh, we don't want a white straight male to be the Democratic nominee. Okay, well, who do you want? Well, we want a straight white male, Joe Biden. All right, what about maybe let's give another person. Who do you want? Who's your second favorite? All right, fine, we'll pick another straight white old male guy named Bernie Sanders. 
And the, and the numbers don't bode well literally for anyone else. But it's not just, and this is the extremism of the Democratic Party in 2019, which is what I keep warning people about. The Democratic Party in 2019, just over the weekend, still in favor of infanticide, killing children outside the womb, apologizing for being white. That's the Democratic Party in 2019. Uh, they are in favor of, of socialism, even though a, a country like Venezuela, where clearly it's not working, they're still defending the socialist leader. You got you. You have not just all of those things. You also now have AOC, who is advocating for illegal immigrants having the right to buy a guns in this country illegally. She's the anti-gun woman. I thought she's the, the Democratic Party's anti-gun, but now she's out there furious that Republicans want to report to ICE when an illegal immigrant tries to buy a gun in a gun store in America. And she says, how dare you not let illegal immigrants buy guns in America? They're not even representing Americans anymore. They're basically saying, oh, and they also want Demo- they also want illegal immigrants to be able to vote in our elections. And I'll tell you more about that coming up. But you want to know how bad it is, how much this just, this anger is towards white people? Here's a great example. Camilla Harris has had to take questions about her blackness. And now, and, and this isn't, this is not my headline. This is literally on, this is Google putting it out there. Camilla Harris takes on questions about her blackness. She's now been forced to answer critics about her black heritage, her record on incarcerating minorities as if she should have been easier on those when she was in charge of putting people in jail for committing crimes. Like she should have automatically just not put as many black people in prison and uh, that was while she was a prosecutor. And they're saying, well, you as a black woman shouldn't have been putting so many black people in prison for committing actual crimes that they've been convicted of. What do you have to say about that, Camilla Harris? And then now she's even having to answer questions about how she married a white dude. Why did you marry a white guy? You want to know why I'm not a Democrat? This is why. Camilla Harris, literally, on why she married a white man. Look, I love my husband. I don't even know if Democrats will accept that answer, but she literally explained why she married a white man. This is what you have to do to be a candidate for the Democratic Party now. You have to explain why you married a white dude, defending her black heritage during a radio interview saying, quote, look, I love my husband, and he happened to be the one that I chose to marry because I love him, and that was the moment in time, and that's it. Harris told the Breakfast Club host when asked about criticism she received on social media for marrying a white man. She went on to say, oh, by the way, and he loves me. The host brought up the memes that began circulating after she announced she was running for president that questioned her status as a black American by referencing her immigrant parents who were born in India and Jamaica and her formative high school years spent in Canada. <laughs> I thought Democrats love foreigners. What happened to that? That that sound bite. So, like, I mean, can you imagine? This is this is now the Democratic Party. So, like, hey, Camilla, I know you're black, but like, come on, you married a white guy. You want to clear that up for us? I mean, you married a white dude. Probably need to clear that up because you married a white dude. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the new congressional leadership is on a course to impede our liberty, your liberty and mine and the future liberty of your children and your grandchildren. Many of our representatives simply don't understand or care about the critical imperative to preserve our liberty. And it would seem that some of these so-called progressives actually seek to kill it. And these progressives are quite unlikely to understand or learn these things, which is why we have to. We need to overcome them. Our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check and be Being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. Now, to help us understand this critical issue for a limited time, my friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. I encourage you to check out this course, but not just you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors. Spread the word of liberty like Hillsdale College is. Hillsdale is on an important mission to restore liberty in our great country. And for a limited time, you can take their excellent and enlightening online courses for free. I urge you to sign up right now for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't work anymore. Learn more about liberty. Spread the word. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. of sanity in an insane world. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. I'm literally waiting for Mark to say, tell me to get off his show. Mark is going to be joining you at some point. I'm just keeping the seat warm until he gets here uh, as he was delayed on a flight. Welcome back. It is the the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He will be with us at any moment. Uh, we were talking earlier about the Democratic Party. They say they don't like white, straight males running for office. Now Democrats who are white, straight males are apologizing for being white, straight males. That happened this weekend. Uh, this all happening while liberals voted to allow legal immigrants the right to cancel out your vote as a U.S. citizen in our elections. And now, on top of that, AOC is demanding that illegal immigrants have the right to purchase guns in America, but she's an anti-gun congresswoman. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if this stuff wasn't real, it, it, it literally... If this stuff wasn't real, I, I wouldn't even know how to, to process it. I would think this is not true. This is a lie. No, it's actually real. Let's just start with the Democrats wanting to cancel out your vote for a second. Democrats have voted to allow illegal aliens to cancel out your vote by taking part in American elections. Now, unless I have not understood what Democrats have been saying for the last two-plus years, I thought they were the party that was worried to the point where they wanted to get rid of Donald Trump over the idea and the possibility that was that there was foreign interference in our elections. Like this whole damn Russian meddling extravaganza of BS. Wasn't it about the idea that how dare any other nation or anybody else who's not American try to be involved in our elections and meddle in our elections? And we believe that the president tried to help Russia meddle in our elections or worked with them. And so that's this is un-American. Isn't that what they've been saying all along? Well, now they want anyone in the world who's not an American to be able to vote in our elections. How does that square up, and and how is the media not covering this? You have Democrats who've, who've basically just made it very clear now. We don't represent the American people. We represent the illegal immigrant. 
And Democrats, the same Democrats who, quote, want to get rid of Russian interference in our election, foreign meddling in our elections, completely obsessed with the idea that that non-Americans might have somehow possibly swayed the vote in 2016 when they had a crappy candidate in the name of Hillary Clinton. Now they want illegal immigrants to be able to vote in our elections. This past week, House Democrats rejected a measure that would clearly condemn illegal immigrants voting in our elections by 227 to 179. All but six Democrats vote against it. So which is it? Are you cool with foreigners meddling in our elections or not? You want to know how much Democrats are now pandering to illegal immigrants? Here's how much. An identical resolution was adopted last September, not even a year ago. We're talking six months ago. You had 41 Democrats who changed sides on this vote since September to oppose the measure that they supported just six months ago. You don't get 40, and it's and nothing changed. It's an identical resolution. It's the same thing. They didn't add language. They didn't change language. They didn't change meanings. It's an identical resolution that was adopted last September, and 41 Democrats changed sides to oppose the measure to support illegal immigrants over actual American citizens. They even found the perfect spokesperson for this. Georgia Democrat John Lewis told the House floor, quote, we are prepared to open up the political process and let all of the people come in. Clearly advocating, because he's saying we are we are prepared to open up the political process, meaning we are prepared to allow illegal immigrants to vote in our elections and let all of the illegal immigrants, all of them come into our process and vote. All right. Let me just raise one red flag to this and to, to John Lewis and to other Democrats who hated meddling in our elections and now are advocating for foreign meddling in our elections of anyone in the world. If you've ever been overseas, if you've ever traveled, if you've ever been uh, off on a work trip or school or in college, you know there's something called absentee ballots. You can request one if you're not going to be home during Election Day or early voting. Okay, you're an illegal immigrant. You come into this country and... You do what the Democrats say, and we give you the power and the ability to vote in our elections. Or, and again, I'm going to quote Georgia Democrat John Lewis, who told the House, quote, we are prepared to open up the political process to illegal immigrants and let all of them, all of the people come in and and vote. So you're here on vacation from Germany, from Russia, from Ireland, from England, from any other country in the world, from Afghanistan, Pakistan, Somalia, China. You come in, you register to vote. Do we send you an absentee ballot for the rest of your life when you go home? I know you're scratching your head right now, but this is a legitimate question that should be asked. You're a Democrat. You're now saying, I want illegal immigrants to vote in our elections. What if that illegal immigrant leaves America? Would you take away the right to absentee vote but allow Americans to still have that right to vote? Because what you're saying is the same as American citizens, so therefore, by default, they should have the right to vote for the rest of their lives. So fly to America from England. Fly to America from Afghanistan. Fly to America from any other country in the world. Sign up to vote in American elections. Go back to your country, and for the rest of your life, we'll give you the opportunity to vote in America's election for the President of the United States of America, for congressmen, for city councilmen, in a city that you don't live, in a state you don't live, in a country you don't live in, all because we want to pander to illegal immigrants so bad. I am warning you, 
This is the Democratic Party in 2019. Democrats have clearly decided that we are no longer going to side with the American people. We are going to side with illegal immigrants, so they have the ability to vote in our elections. And we're going to deliberately advocate for drowning out the will of the American people on the issues of immigration reform and and border security and everything else. My other major concern on this is that Democrats have now demanded that illegal immigrants also be counted in our census. Even if we don't give them the right to vote, they still want illegal immigrants to be counted in our census, and that makes sense. You, you know, you say, well, hold on, why would anybody, why would this matter? Why would anybody want this to happen? I'll tell you why. They know that if they can count illegal immigrants in the census, they'll get more Democratic Democrats elected to seats in Congress in areas that are filled with illegal immigrants or Democratic districts. I have said this before, and I'll say it again. Democrats do not care about you if you're an American citizen. They do not represent you anymore if you're an American citizen. They're actively trying to make it possible for illegal immigrants to cancel out your vote. Senator Lindsey Graham said, and I thought it was a brilliant point, the number of illegal immigrants who come to our country every year is enough to add a new congressional district every single year. I don't even care if these people voted hypothetically for conservatives or Republicans. Now, I do expect them to vote Democrat, and as Democrats clearly expect them to do, otherwise they wouldn't be advocating for illegal immigrants being able to vote in the elections. They believe that 70, 80, 90 percent of them are going to vote for them, so the numbers are in their favor. But if, if if you're not an American citizen, one, based on our Constitution, you actually don't have the right to vote in U.S. elections. And you shouldn't be given the right to vote and cancel out my vote as an American citizen. Yet this is what the Democrats are advocating for right now in this country. Let me go to your phone calls. I got a lot more to talk about with this. The number 1-877-381-3811. Let me go to Bob. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Nice to have you with us. Hi. Hey, Ben Person. Um, you're being very intellectually dishonest. Some would even say lying. John Lewis wasn't referring to undocumented people voting. He was referring to H.R. 1, which passed the House, which would give people um, a national holiday on election days and make it a lot easier for everybody to vote who's actually like a citizen already. It, 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 I, hypothetically, if I buy what you're saying for a second, then his quote wouldn't make sense. Yeah, because you're opening up the political process to people who to, uh, can vote. So we stop all this uh, voter suppression that's going on because we know that one. This measure, vote, this measure is not. Hold on. This measure is not about voter suppression. This measure was clear. And 41 Democrats changed sides on this literally in the last six months. And this would it, again, this it would rejected a measure to condemn illegal immigrants voting in our election. If you go look at what he said in its entirety, he was clearly advocating for opening up the political process for, quote, everyone. Again, you're lying. You're lying. I, I'm, you're I'm, I'm, I'm Bob. I'm not I'm not lying. This is I am talking about H.R. One, Bob. Yeah, I'm H.R. talking. I'm literally talking about the bill. That you're saying he's talking about. And this bill where 41 Democrats decided to flip sides on this. 41 in six months changed their mind on this all for political reasons because they want to care for illegal immigrants more than they want to care for the American people. Again, you're confusing two resolutions to try to make an argument to your audience that isn't correct. And you're still lying. You're still being intellectually honest. Bob, 
Go go read the actual bill. Go read the bill and what look at the bill. About? I'm talking about H.R. 1, which would make national elections a national holiday, which would open up voter rolls, which would make it easier for people to register to be able to vote on Election Day, which would make more people vote, which would lead to Republicans. So, so, so then why did why – did, then explain to me – okay, let's just say that this bill is as simplistic as you're talking about. Then why did all the Democrats – why did 40-plus Democrats switch? I'm not telling you that. All I'm telling you is that you're lying about John Lewis's comments and you're trying to be intellectually honest. Like all Bob, I'm not Bob. Like all- Bob, Bob, listen to me. I'm not lying about his comments. I'm not lying about what the Democrats are saying about this. I'm not lying about the fact that Democrats refuse to condemn illegal immigrants voting in our elections. What you don't like is the fact that people like me are paying attention to what Democrats are actively advocating for, which is illegal immigrants voting in our elections. And House Democrats had the opportunity to condemn illegal immigrants voting in our elections, and they said, no, we will not condemn it. All but six Democrats vote against it. House Democrats rejected a measure to condemn illegal immigrants voting in our elections. And 41 Democrats changed sides to oppose the measure in just the last six months. Don't tell me that this isn't clearly Democrats saying we care about illegal immigrants more than we care about you. They're not trying to. John Lewis and any of these other Democrats are not trying to protect my vote. They're not trying to protect the integrity of any American citizen's vote because they are so desperate to have illegal immigrants. They are so obsessed with having illegal immigrants vote in our elections. It's unbelievable. And that's why Democrats have been searching for evidence, and I will go back to what you were referring about voter suppression. Democrats have been searching for evidence of voter suppression. Representative Elijah Cummings, the chairman of the Committee on Oversight and Reform, he wants a probe into possible voting rights issues in North Carolina, Kansas, as well as Georgia. Because when they lose an election, like the governor of Georgia or the the candidate for governor in Georgia, who's still angry, Abrams, even though she even said in her own words this week, Stacey Abrams said in her own words this week, I can't prove I would have won. Same woman who says I'm still very bitter and says an election was stolen from her. Finally, in an interview this weekend at South by Southwest, that Georgia Democrat admitted she is, well, I'm still very bitter at her failed gubernatorial bid. And then she also admitted she can't prove she would have won the election because she claimed that there was all these voter issues, which are not there. Quote, I can't prove I would have won, but we don't know because of how he behaved. I guess referring to the Georgia Secretary of State, Brian Kemp. Wow. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. The new congressional leadership is in Tampa. There's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison. And the best way to fight it is with knowledge, 
information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution, and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do, and that includes Congress. And thankfully, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress, and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country. And you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, who will actually be joining us uh, in probably about a half hour. His plane was delayed, and it's an honor to always fill in for the great one. I want to just clarify something about Georgia Democrat John Lewis that the last caller was saying, well, you're lying, you're misrepresenting. The GOP-backed measure that added the language to H.R. 1, the same bill you're talking about, the election proposal saying that allowing illegal immigrants the right to vote devalues the franchise and diminishes, diminishes the voting power of the United States citizens. Yeah, John Lewis voted against it. The motion was voted down 228 to 197. All but six Democrats in the House voted against it. Just one Republican opposed it. An identical resolution was adopted by the House last September, six months ago. But on Friday, 41 Democrats flipped to vote against this. By the way, the ACLU also encouraged people to vote against the measure, stating it, quote, violated First Amendment rights, partly because of the inclusion of the Disclose Act, requiring all organizations that donate spend money on elections to be disclosed. And either John Lewis is an idiot or the last guy is or both, but trying to act like, the, you know, trying to say the main bill isn't about illegal immigrants you know, and then having this clearly there and then having 41 Democrats walk away from something they supported six months ago, don't act like this is somehow separated. You didn't pay attention to this bill. And at least 41 other Democrats, by changing their vote, clearly knew exactly what they were walking away from. All right, let me get back to your phone calls. The number one eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven one eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. By the way, you can tweet at me uh, at Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter, on Facebook, Ben Ferguson Show, and don't forget to follow the Ferguson File uh, on Blaze TV. If you are already a member and watch Glenn's, uh, you watch um, Mark's show there. You're gonna hopefully check out my show, The Ferguson File. Let me get to your phone calls. Kim, thanks for waiting. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hi, Ben. Thanks for filling in for Mark. Absolutely. Okay. If if illegal aliens are going to be disgracefully given the ability to vote, how about making them wait 18 years after they become a citizen? Like, after all, we had to wait 18 years once we began to be a citizen at birth. How's that sound? Uh, I don't think I don't think they're going to care about that. Remember, Democrats also want you to be 16 and be able to vote because they understand that they've been able to indoctrinate. And it's something I've been I've been yelling and screaming about now for 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 decades. 
is that the Democrats are going to change this country in a single generation because we've allowed them to take over education. We've allowed them to take over early childhood education. We've allowed the government to take over and literally take over all aspects of a lot of young people's lives. And now they understand it. Now that's why they're advocating for 16-year-olds being able to vote. They want 16-year-olds to be able to vote so they can, they've already indoctrinated. They own them, and they know the sooner they vote, the better off it is for them. They've already decided it, Kim. I mean, this is the Democratic Party. This is what they are deciding to do. I appreciate the phone call. one 381 3811 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson, keeping the seat warm for Mark Levin, who's going to join us coming up in the next hour. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, who actually will be uh, kicking me off this show probably pretty soon. He is... uh, Delayed on a plane flight back to the studio, and uh, when he gets here, we will happily join. Uh, he will join us and take over the reins. Until then, uh, you got me for the next, uh, I don't know, half hour or so. We'll see. Depends on, I, I, I've, I've always wanted to ask this, Mr. Producer, is he, is he one of those angry, honk the horn, get out of the way drivers, or is Mark, or is Mark one of those kind of take your time, go with the flow of traffic kind of guys? You don't. He's probably the angry guy right now. I love it. Anyway, if you see a guy that's angry, yeah, just get out of the way, okay? He's got a job to do, for goodness sakes. He's not He's not waiting on the government to pay his bills, all right? Nancy Pelosi, breaking some news this afternoon. I want to make this very clear. I don't believe a single word of what this woman just said in this Washington Post interview. The question from the Post said, quote, There have been increasing calls, including from some of your members, for impeachment of the president. Nancy's response, and again, I don't believe any of this crap. I'm not for impeachment. This is news. I'm going to give you some news right now because I haven't said this to any press person before. But since you asked, and I've been thinking about this, I'm glad to know that Nancy's been thinking about this. Thanks for clearing that up, Speaker of the House. Impeachment is so divisive to the country that unless there's something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, I don't think we should go down that path because it divides the country and he, referring to Donald Trump, is just not worth it. Okay, let's just dissect this answer. First off, I don't believe her. Second of all, even if I did believe her, I cannot imagine the amount of pressure she's getting right now from the socialist left of the Democratic Party, the AOCs of the world, to say, how dare you? We gave you the speakership or the, you know, the speaker of the House, and now this is how you're repaying us by not impeaching Donald Trump third. I just don't believe they're not going to try to impeach. And if they weren't trying to impeach him, then they wouldn't have spent their entire agenda since taking over the House which is nothing more than trying to grab dirt on Donald Trump. Look at this. 
fishing expedition that has gone on where every person that's basically ever been in the room with Donald Trump, they want information on. And they want to talk to him. I mean, you have a convicted felon who has lied to Congress and got convicted of lying to Congress, the former attorney for Donald Trump, who they paraded out there just a week ago, who, by the way, they think perjured himself multiple times the second time he was in front of Congress. They're fishing for anything because I do believe the one thing Nancy Pelosi knows, which is what I've been saying now for a while. I believe that, that, that Nancy Pelosi, I, I honestly believe this. I believe that Nancy Pelosi knows that Robert Mueller's team is going to come up empty on the issue of collusion with Russia. They have charged a ton of people with some crimes. And if you don't think, and by the way, I don't think that, that Paul Manafort, for example, is a good guy. I think it was a terrible pick by Donald Trump. When he was worried about a broker convention, I think he's a terrible person. I think he's shady. I think he deserved to actually go to jail for longer than he is. But what that judge understood, and I appreciate this about that judge, with the sentencing guidelines that he threw out the window and said, you're going to go to jail for four years. Realistically, it's going to be two years with good behavior. What that judge said, and I think the point he was making was very clear. You guys didn't care about the financial crimes or the tax evasion, or the not, you know, not, not, you know, registering with the government as a foreign agent advocating for foreign countries. You guys didn't care about this. You raided the house of Michael Cohen. You went after him because you wanted to nail Donald Trump. This was political in nature. That's what this was, and that's the reason why I'm not going to throw the book. Even though you guys did throw the book at Michael Cohen, I'm not going to send him to jail for a life sentence because it's obvious that you guys knew what you were doing. It is very clear that you guys went on a witch hunt and you didn't and you didn't even charge him with collusion, which is what you were supposed to be looking into in the first place. And what and what this judge understood was a Democratic Party has weaponized the U.S. government to go after people they don't like politically. And I think, Nancy Pelosi, what you see from this, and this may be actually a level-headed response from Nancy Pelosi, she understands that there's nothing there. I would argue that Nancy Pelosi saying this is proof that there was no collusion because she's even admitting it because she's saying, I'm not going to impeach him because there is no collusion. There's no there there. There, There is no there there. And everybody knows that there is no there there with this. Everybody knows it. It's obvious. It's very obvious. But I don't trust her. I don't trust her because I've seen what Nancy Pelosi can do. I think Nancy Pelosi can easily switch. I also don't trust her because it could be a setup. I think it honestly could be a big setup. And I think that's one part of this that people don't like to talk about. Nancy Pelosi may be saying, okay, relax, right? Just just relax. We're not coming after you. Relax. We're not going to try to impeach you. And then all of a sudden they nail you with impeachment. And I actually don't think that Nancy Pelosi is actually really running anything in Washington right now. I think she's a weak speaker of the House, and I think the majority of the people in her party are worried that she's too weak, and you have the extreme socialists in her party that can't stand her, and they want her gone. But this idea that Nancy Pelosi is somehow, I mean, out of nowhere found this 
new, well, I'm going to look at the facts mentality. When Since when has Nancy Pelosi ever made decisions based on rational behavior? Seriously. When, it, when was the last time Nancy Pelosi actually made decisions based on the facts? I've never seen Nancy Pelosi make decisions on facts and take emotion out of it. She hates Donald Trump. Her party hates Donald Trump even more. They want to nail Donald Trump and they want to impeach him. And many Democrats want to go into the next election saying, we impeach Donald Trump and you got to finish the job. The evil Republicans in the Senate won't do their job, so you need to do the job for them. You need to get the president out of the White House. We did our job on the House side. It's time for you to do your job uh, as the American voter. That's That's what they're running on here. They can't run on the economy. I mean, look how desperate Democrats are to to get votes because they know that they can't run on the economy. They can't run on the unemployment numbers. They can't run on manufacturing jobs. They can't run on foreign trade. They can't run on, on, on these types of issues. So what are they actually going to run on? What they're running on now is the issue of reparations and buying votes by possibly giving out trillions of dollars in payments. Think about that. Elizabeth Warren, Camilla Harris, and whatever that guy's name is down there from San Antonio. One of the brothers that's, you know, that's obsessed with trying to be famous. They've all come out and they've all said, we are in favor of paying out reparations. That is translation. We are in favor of handing out money if you vote for us as a minority and we'll get you some cash. It used to only cost you an Obama phone. Remember the woman in Cleveland? And I'm not making fun of her, I'm being serious. She said, I vote for Obama, he's going to do more. He gave me a phone, he's going to do more. And, and that's true. Remember, we were, Barack Obama was a food stamp president. More people on food stamps than ever in history of this country under Barack Obama. And Jesse Jackson said in a church that we should be proud of that. He said, show him your love, show him your appreciation to the fact that a president had more people on food stamps than any other president in history. This, I mean, that's the Democratic Party. When, when things are doing, when things are going well in this country, they don't have a platform to run off of. So they run off a platform of fear mongering or buying votes. That's all this is. This is nothing but buying votes. I don't think Camilla Harris, I don't think Elizabeth Warren, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe that they actually truly think that we should be paying out trillions of dollars in reparations. I think what they do believe in is getting reelected, and they got to figure out how to do it, and right now this is their only option. So we've gone from bribing voters with an Obama phone to bribing people with trillions of dollars in debt by saying, if you're a minority, vote for us, and if you're a minority, please vote for us right now, and if you vote for us, we will send you a check for reparations for something that you never experienced. And by the way, there's some audio and some interviews of 40-plus years ago of Joe Biden saying he's not in favor of paying out reparations. I'm going to tell you about that coming up next on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. Mark will be joining us soon. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Ferguson filling 
in for the great one, Mark Levin, who will be uh, taking back over his show any moment as he has been a little delayed, delay, delayed today, flying like a commoner. I don't know why he doesn't just embrace his status and go, I, why, Mr. Producer, why doesn't he just go the private route? Like, it, you, one, it would really hack off the left. They would then attack him for, you know, destroying the universe the same way when they fly private. I'm just, I'm advocating for it. It's time. Nobody's got time to be sitting on a tarmac. I'm just, just throwing it out there. I'm trying to give you some cover, Mark. I'm trying to give you some cover. one 381 If you are a Second Amendment advocate, you are going to love uh, what has just happened in Kentucky. Governor Matt Bevin has eliminated the concealed permit requirement in Kentucky. He signed the legislation making the Second Amendment the only concealed carry permit needed in the state. Bevin signed the Senate Bill 150 into law, making Kentucky the 16th state to eliminate any requirement that law-abiding citizens get government documentation before exercising their right to bear arms for self-defense. Now, the other 15 states that have eliminated their permit requirement are now Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Kansas, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Vermont. Uh, this uh, SB 150 passed the Kentucky Senate in mid-February, and the Kentucky House followed suit on March 1. Uh, the Cincinnati Public Radio quoted Bevin saying, quote, Heck, I've been an advocate for this uh, for this since long before it ever made its way through the legislature. It will be signed, and I'm sure it will be signed here in the rotunda, and I'm sure it will be done to great celebration of many in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Congratulations to Kentucky uh, for doing this, it meaning the only requirement to carry a gun, exercising your right to bear arm for self-defense is actually the Second Amendment. God bless them for doing that. That's exactly what every other state, I believe, should be doing. And a lot of states want you to have to pay that fee and then keep paying that fee the rest of your life, which every time I have to pay my fee makes me really angry. I shouldn't have to pay a fee to the government. I should have the right to protect myself, and the Second Amendment is the only right that I should need, is, is what gives me that right. I mean, this is, this is the part that is, and, and at least we're seeing a trend now where good governors and good conservative legislators around the state and these and around the country are doing things like this, so congrats to them. All right, I want to get back to this Joe Biden thing that I was telling you about a moment ago because it's important. Audio has recently come to light from an interview Joe Biden gave in 1975, and it may cost Joe Biden a shot at the White House. In the interview, he talked about racial issues like segregation and reparations in a way that clearly have the far-left Democrats, the Socialist Democrats of 2019, horrified. The Washington Examiner had the audio of that interview uh, where he talked about his thoughts on desegregation of our public schools. Now, also in 1975, Biden told a weekly newspaper in Delaware, and I'm going to quote, and this is the part that may cost him a shot at the White House. Biden said, quote, I do not buy the concept popular in the 60s, which said we have suppressed the black man for 300 years and the white man is now far ahead in the race for everything our society offers in order to even the score. We must now give the black man a head start or even hold the white man back. 
to even the race. I don't buy that. You may think that's shocking coming from Joe Biden. Well, it gets worse. If you're a Democrat, you're really going to hate this. Biden went on to say, quote, I don't feel responsible for the sins of my father and grandfather. I feel responsible for what the situation is today, for the sins of my own generation. And here's the line that is going to, I believe, genuinely, there's a very good chance this will cost Joe Biden a real shot at being the next president. Or even the Democratic nominee would probably be a better way of putting it. He went on to say, and I'll be damned if I feel responsible to pay for what happened 300 years ago. Now, when Biden gave this interview, he was 29 years old. He was a brand new to the Senate. In fact, he was the youngest American senator ever at the time. Biden was young. He was cool. He was liberal. Basically, Joe Biden was the AOC of 1975. The problem is now Biden is 76 years old. And the Democratic Party has changed drastically towards all-out socialism. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but let me be honest with you about this. One, I don't believe for a second that nobody in the mainstream media knew about this interview. I don't believe for a second that there wasn't another Democratic candidate who did opposition research against Joe Biden when he was running for president before and when he was running as vice president with Barack Obama that didn't know about this interview. I believe they set on it. I believe liberals in the media and I believe liberals in the Democratic Party protected Joe Biden because at the time when they had this information for the last 40 years, Joe Biden was a leader in the Democratic Party. He was a leader of the Democratic Party and a good Democrat. You want to know how crazy Democrats have become, how socialist they become in 2019? How much the times have changed? The Democratic Party has taken such a sharp turn that now Biden hasn't even gone far enough to the left, and now they're going to try to destroy him before the campaign ever gets off the ground. Joe Biden is still a traditional mainstream Democrat, and his party's turning socialist, and they're trying to destroy him for it. I'll have more on that coming up. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. In a world of pathetic liberal potholes, he's a truck full of hot constitutional asphalt. Mark Levin. Call him now at 
3811. Hello, America. I am Mark Levin. I want to thank my buddy Ben Ferguson for filling in. He is terrific, isn't he? Well, just to explain to you what took place, I got a call, not this Sunday, last Sunday night, that the home my parents had was flooding because a pipe blew. Uh, so I had to call a buddy and some others to uh, turn off the water. Then I flew down there Monday morning, and I've been doing my radio and TV shows from there. Then I needed to come back. There were absolutely no flights on Sunday. None. That is, no seats on any flights. There were no flights this morning. I had to pay some exorbitant amount to get on a flight of two-something to get in here, and I want to apologize to you, but that's what took place. But I didn't want to leave you for the entire day. There's too much going on. I am very, very much committed to you and this business, and let's jump in. Now, I've been watching the news. I've been reading the news. Looks like CNN has an obsession. CNN is a cesspool of frauds and phonies. I take a look at this picture of Jeff Jeff Zucker, who's the head of CNN. He used to work in NBC. This is one freakish-looking dude. And he's your typical knee-jerk liberal who has control over a cable channel. And folks, you should know, it's Fox, MSNBC, and CNN is a distant third. CNN's ratings are better than they've ever been under the Trump presidency, I should say, in the past several years. But they are in the toilet, nonetheless. It's not even an also-ran. It's an also-also-ran. It's far behind MSNBC, which is rotten enough. But at least these guys on MSNBC, they'll tell you what they are. As I keep saying about CNN, you can't tell the news from the opinion there. You can on Fox. It's getting better in that regard at MSNBC. It is non-existent on CNN. And I'll give you some examples. You've got a fat little slob there by the name of Brian Stelter. He's a dishonest Hack. I've dealt with him. He's out of control, but he does exactly what Zucker tells him to do. He's Zucker's lapdog. And he spends almost all of his airtime trashing Fox. They have Allison Camarada, who failed at Fox, now she's at CNN, spends almost all of her time trashing Fox. I would mention some of the morning hosts and afternoon hosts, but I don't know who the hell they are because nobody watches them. They do the same thing in the evenings. They do the same thing at prime time with Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. Notice you don't read stories about how Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and their prime time lineup is all the time attacking Trump, all the time attacking conservatives, all the time race baiting. Where are those stories? Nowhere. Nowhere. So they've gone after Hannity. They've go after the executives over there. And now they're going after, and I'll name the two, Tucker Carlson and uh, Judge, Judge Jeanine Pirro. Now what CNN did, because CNN doesn't do actual investigative work, they got hand-fed information from Media Matters against America. Media Matters is, believe it or not, a tax-exempt, non-profit, non-partisan organization under the Internal Revenue Code. 
How this criminal front group gets away with this, I will never know. But they are funded by the left for the purpose of destroying non-radical left media, whether it's talk radio hosts, whether it's Fox or Fox hosts. This is what they do every single day. So they go back and they get some of the audio of Carlson's interview with a, with a provocative program. And they bring it up several, several years later. And they, look at this, he's a misogynist, look at this. Now they don't have a problem with real misogynists. Real misogynists in media. Some of them have had to go away, but I'll bet there's a whole bunch still there. I'll bet they're still at CNN and MSNBC. I'll bet they're still at the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. You don't hear about Charlie Rose anymore. You don't hear about Matt Lauer anymore. You don't hear about the people who used to sit in front of these cameras at CNN and MSNBC who got the hook because they were sexually harassing and molesting women. What about Fox? Fox's dirty laundry's out there. But what about CNN's dirty laundry? What about MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS? But they're furious with Tucker Carlson. Why? Because he's a damn good show, and he's rating very well. And CNN is trying to knock him out. And they can't knock him out based on competition. They can't knock him out based on substance. Look, there's only so many patients in our mental institutions who are prepared to watch CNN. And as I've said over and over again, they have a monopoly on our airports. Go through the air. It's all CNN. Why? Because they have a contract with CNN. They have a contract with CNN. So Tucker is supposed to resign or what? He's supposed to stop speaking? What? Meanwhile, over there at MSNBC, they have Joy Reid. Did anybody at CNN spend time on Joy Reid and demand that she resign? They have Al Sharpton over there. This guy doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the talk. He's a race baiter. He's a Jew baiter. MSNBC hires him. I wonder if Zucker hired him when he was working at NBC. It's all so incestuous. But let's go back to CNN. I want you folks to Google the name Jeffrey Tubin, the legal analyst over there. Pretend your media matters. I want you to Google the name Jeffrey Tubin and see what a complete sleazeball this guy is. A complete sleazeball. Will the news division over at CNN stop using their legal analyst, Jeffrey Tubin? Will all the news people over at CNN now resign, given Jeffrey Tubin's sleazeball background? Oh, yeah. He's not the only one over there either. Is he, John? I won't get into John right now. Which John, Mark? I'll keep that powder dry for now. Right, Stelter? Stelter does media analysis, don't you know? No, he does. He does hit jobs on Fox. Then there's Judge Janine, a nicer lady you'll never meet. Now, it's not like Joy Reid, where post after post after post, she's attacking homosexuals, she's attacking this, she's attacking that. All the libs came to her defense, of course. Of course. But Jean Pirro, Judge Janine, is supposed to resign? What? What is she supposed to do? Supposed to get fired? 
This group CARE is behind most of this. That's why you have to kind of watch your words here and there. But this group CARE is behind this. This group CARE, a front group for Hamas, a group that hates America, a group that pretends to be a civil rights group, an Islamist organization that hates America. That's right, I said it. They're behind this as they are behind so much. I remember when I came on radio, they were trying to take out talk radio hosts. They succeeded, and I drew a line and said, all right, boys, you interfere with me, I'm going to sue you for everything you've got. Tortious interference with my contract and my business. And I will conduct discovery. And we'll get to the bottom of this Hamas and Saudi Arabia and everything else that backs you guys over there at CARE. But isn't it amazing? CNN was not moved by the anti-Semitism of Omar. CNN isn't moved by the anti-Semitism of Talib. CNN isn't moved by the anti-Semitism of AOC. AOC. She gets her own initials now, like LBJ and JFK. AOC. They weren't moved at all. You didn't hear this day in and day out. You didn't hear demands from its phony anchors and hosts and news people that any of these people should resign. Any of them should be censured. Any of them should be removed from committees. Tell me. Did Camarada? Did Lemon? Did Cuomo? Did Tapper? Did Wolf Blitzer? I feel like I'm dealing with uh, the reindeer from Christmas here, Mr. Producer. No, they didn't. Well, why is that? Why is that? Then you have this ridiculous-looking liberal clown, Zucker, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeff Zucker. And he goes to this event, you see. And he just attacks Fox. Now you know where this comes from. What they try to do is pit the news side against the opinion side. Brett Baer, Chris Wallace, Martha McCallum. They got Shemp Smith. Shep falls for it. But Chris is pretty solid. Brett, Martha, they understand what's going on here. If you had 24-7 all news on Fox, you'd have no ratings. If you had 24-7 all news on CNN, which they did once, they'd have less ratings than they have now, negative ratings. If you did all news all the time on MSNBC, no ratings. No ratings. CNN is trying to find a niche for itself. It can't be MSNBC. All the liberal Marxist kooks are over there. It can't go moderate. They're afraid there won't be any viewers. So what do they do? What do they do? They go radical kook. I don't just mean ideologically. That's true. But they hire the dumbest, most emotional loudmouths they possibly can. And they give them programs. Like this idiot Brian Stelter. Hey, when are you guys on the news side going to resign? I'll tell you when. No, I better not. Yeah, I will. When you lose 40 pounds. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Final days to register for that excellent free online course on Congress I've been telling you about. Hillstoke College offers you the very best history, civics, and government courses you'll ever find. 
and literature and economics, too. And they're all free. Why? Because Hillsdale's mission is to help any American who wants to learn how to be a better citizen. Now, why does Hillsdale care about that? Because an educated citizenry is the key to keeping America free. It's that simple. Register now at levinforhillsdale.com. Now, given that there are so many in Congress pushing socialist policies, it's more important than ever that we do our part to advance freedom. The so-called progressives might control the House, but it's still up to us to control them. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty in our great country. Let's do our part. Register right now to learn how Congress is supposed to work, and then watch the course anytime. Take it with your book club or in a weekly family night, and teach your kids about freedom. LevinforHillsdale.com, LevinforHillsdale.com. Now, if Fox lost its opinion side, its primetime side, which is where all the ratings come from, its news side would eventually fizzle and disappear, not because it isn't good, but people don't want a 24-7 news loop. The regurgitation is the same thing over and over and over, and it doesn't work. Ask CNN. The key, if you're going to have both, is to distinguish among them and between them. That's the key. Segregate them. Now, at Fox, you don't want one turning against the other. That's exactly what CNN wants. But as I said last week, and I said the week before, and I probably said months ago, CNN does not segregate them. You cannot tell fact from opinion on CNN. Whether it's Jake Tapper or Wolf Blitzer or the morning shows, you cannot tell. You simply cannot tell. This is why they run so many false stories, sometimes correct themselves, but this is why they're going to get sued for a quarter of a billion dollars. Their newsroom is infected with bias. Their journalists are infested with bias. And one of the things this clown, I, I, I can't even stand looking at his photo, be honest with you. That's one scary looking dude. Don't you think, Mr. Producer? He looks like he was hit by a train. Ooh. The fact is, he says they have too many conservatives at CNN. And he says that Fox is destroying news in the country because Fox is about propaganda. Now, I ask you something, folks. The endless attack Trump, attack conservatives, Trump is Hitler, Trump is Stalin, Trump is a a dictator, his backers are toothless, his backers are this, his backers are that. Endless. Just like MSNBC. That's propaganda. It's also hate propaganda. The people have spoken. CNN is a useless, worthless carbon footprint. We've talked about this. What is CNN's purpose? Why does it exist? To promote news? Hell no, it doesn't promote news. When you have a conga line of miscreants and malcontents like they do, starting at the very top. Well, Mark, you work at Fox. I don't work at Fox. I have a one-hour show on Sunday. I can do whatever I want. Stay, leave, whatever. This is my opinion regardless. Now, anytime you're a public figure, you talk three hours a day, you go on other shows, so forth and so on, you have this group, Media Matters, that's digging, digging, digging. And I want the IRS to understand something. They don't dig on Democrats. They don't dig on liberals. They don't dig on leftists. They don't dig on anchors at CNN or MSNBC. They don't dig it on hosts at CNN or MSNBC. 
How is it that they have a nonprofit, nonpartisan tax exempt status? So these billionaires can flood them with all this money and they're not taxed. How is that possible? I'm quite serious. But CNN, we don't need interpreters. We don't need this little putz, Brian Stelter, to tell us what we see on their station and other stations. There's no question that when it comes to their opinion lineup, Fox is conservative or right of center. There is no question when it comes to CNN. We can't tell the opinion lineup from the news lineup, and they're all left-wing kooks who hate Trump and hate us. That's why you have no ratings, you clowns. You want to trash the audience, the audience will leave you. At least MSNBC, which I despise, they know who they are, and they don't lie about it. Well, that's not true. You got Andrea Mitchell and Brian Wells, but you get my point. CNN is the media matters of media. It's what it is. They take the, fa- the, the, uh, the, the information Media Matter gives them and they run with it. And now we're supposed to drum Judge Janine out of the business, you see? Not Joy Reid, not Jeffrey Tubin, not Al Sharpton, not this one, that one, and the other one on the left. No. No. You see, calling the president Hitler, calling Jews, and what they do is Benjamins, doing all these things doesn't come close, you see, to what Judge Jeanine said. We must punish her. We must smear Fox. We must demand that the news side resign because of the opinion side. I've never seen anything so stupid. This pathetic CNN. Telling everybody else how they should do. Everybody knows CNN is a mouthpiece for the Democrats. CNN is a mouthpiece for Nancy Pelosi. And more and more, CNN is a mouthpiece for race baiting and anti-Semitism. Oh, it's true. For race baiting and anti-Semitism. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now. 
now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. See, the way it works is Media Matters is a nonprofit group. Leftists, including billionaires and multimillionaires, can pour their money into and get a tax deduction. They, in turn, if you go to their website, uh, trying to do uh, hit jobs on various conservative people in the media. They've done it with Hannity. They've tried to take him out. They've taken out a few people on Fox. They never do it on CNN. They never do it on MSNBC. They're after Tucker Carlson now. They're after Judge Jeanine with the assistance of CARE, among others. They know what they're doing, and so do these so-called reporters on CNN. I'll give you an example. Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter is a fool. He's as dishonest as they come. He knows he's not a reporter. He knows he's a propagandist. So yesterday he brings Jane Mayer on his program. Same thing, as far as I'm concerned. She has spent a lot of time and effort trashing conservatives and Republicans, trashing Clarence Thomas, among others. And she's bounced around from here to there. Her father worked at the New York Times. Her husband worked at the Washington Post. Um, The grandfather was editor and publisher of the Augusta, Georgia Chronicle and a member of the Democrat National Committee. So you get the drift. So she's dressed up as a reporter. She was a guest on the Charlie Rose show. Isn't that ironic? She was a guest in 2008 on the Bill Moyers program. Bill Moyers, who I will mention in my upcoming book. I will leave it for now. She used to go on the Tavis Smiley show, who's been accused. He he rejects it completely of sexual harassment. I mean, I can go on and on and on. So she's creepy, she's sleazy, and she's a leftist. Very much like Brian Stelter. So, he has Jane Mayer on his show. And this is what Jeff Zucker has done to CNN. And I hope you saw my Fox show last night with Lynn Wood and his take on CNN, among other media outlets. You can't trust them. They went after a 16-year-old boy with glee. They hadn't even done the research. They didn't even look at the full videotape. They didn't care. They didn't care at all. So Stelter does this show that has no ratings called Reliable Sources. And he brings this Jane Mayer in. This Jane Mayer who wrote an 11,000-word piece trashing Fox. 9,800 words of which, give or take, was regurgitation. I dare say Fox has been the most investigated media outlet by other media outlets. 
CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post. They really hate Fox. They come around, they attack talk radio, they attack Fox. How many attacks have you seen on CNN and the Washington Post and the New York Times? Or on MSNBC? You don't see any, do you? Yet the, the desire to destroy Fox, to destroy its various hosts, to turn the so-called news operation against the so-called opinion side is relentless. And you have some suckers, unfortunately, on Fox who fall for this stuff. But most of them don't. Most of them, I think, know what's going on. So here's Brian Stelter with Jane Meyer, this author, on CNN yesterday. Cut one, go. Your story suggests the network has moved from partisanship to propaganda. That word kept coming up uh, in your piece. Did it keep coming up in your interviews with sources? It did. It did. And, and the interesting thing was this is not just with liberal sources. I mean, liberals have been on Fox's case for, you know, from the start. But what I was hearing was a number of conservatives who were finding... Who? Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? And were a number of conservatives finding that CNN was propaganda? This is just so bizarre. The amount of time CNN spends on trashing Fox. Go ahead. This is doing alarming. Um, and, and we're talking about um, conservatives who maybe have differences with Trump. Oh, and they... I see. So she talks to never Trumpers. Isn't this precious? Isn't this bizarre? So you have a left wing hack and that's what she is. Her whole family is a bunch of left wing kooks and hacks throughout their careers in my humble opinion, sources tell me. And here she is talking to never-Trumpers, you see, who are very troubled by Fox. Well, they're very troubled by talk radio. They're very troubled by Trump. They're very troubled by all of us because they're nuts. And they've tried their own journalistic uh, quests, like the Weekly Standard. It's gone. Go ahead. Find that um, increasingly there's no dissent allowed on Fox's primetime show. No dissent allowed on Fox's primetime show. If you watch Tucker Carlson, doesn't he often bring one or two people on for the purpose of debating them, Mr. Producer? Every damn show. Sean has people on repeatedly to debate him. In my case, I can't get him on my shows to debate me. Go ahead. Mm. There was reporting last year by CNN's Oliver Darcy that you followed up on about uh, the Stormy Daniels saga. And and, uh, Fox News reporter Diana Falzone knew about it in 2016. Now, they are obsessed with this porn actress and her lawyer. And they had the lawyer on like 150 times or so. And they don't bring the porn actress back who keeps losing these legal cases. Why don't they bring the porn actress back who keeps losing these legal cases? She keeps losing. And CNN is invested in her and invested in her lawyer. But now all of a sudden they back off, except to trash Fox. Go ahead. I had to report on it and was stopped by her bosses. Tell us what you learned. Well, so what she um, has said 
Um, she's under a non-disclosure agreement with Fox, so she's, she's kind of got a gag order. But what she has said to others who I've interviewed, one's on the record and another was on background in the story, was that her story was spiked for political reasons, that she had the story about Stormy Daniels being paid off um, with... It's very, very fascinating to me. I remember them spiking Juanita Broderick's story and spiking all these other stories. they still spiking stories over there at CNN about their own reporters who cheat on their wives and do other sleazy things. Oh, true. But that's interesting because one of the people at Fox who was involved in this decision also explained. The problem was they couldn't substantiate it. So they didn't go with it. It's as simple as that. You see, CNN, this is why you're about to get sued, as I understand in my interview, because that's what reporters used to do. They don't just take the word of a, a porn actress and her porn actress lawyer. And then you have Jane Mayer sliming her way in there. And, and, you know, and, and she's kind of a gag order. It's called a non-disclosure agreement, Jane. Maybe you're familiar with that through all your years of investigative reporting. CNN has non-disclosure agreements, too, for people who depart. Did you know that, Jane? Cut two, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. Do you think the president ever worries about these optics? You know, this- By the way, have you ever gone through puberty, Stelter? May I ask him that question, Rich, or is that offensive? Hey! He sounds like Mickey Mouse, or better yet, Minnie Mouse. Hey, Jane! Do you think the president ever worries about these optics? So now it's time to trash Trump. Question they would never ask about Obama. Go ahead. Do you think the president ever worries about these optics? You know? well, I don't know. Did Obama worry about the optics of jerks like you and the other conga line of jerks that you have over there at CNN slobbering all over him? Obama didn't seem to worry about it. You still slobber all over him and Michelle. They don't seem to worry about their optics. You worry about your optics? Have you looked at Zucker? Now, that's an optic uh, uh, illusion, I hope. And have you looked at yourself? Let me ask this. Do you have to be stupid and ugly to work at CNN? I think so. The three big, all you young people who want to work at CNN, I would encourage you or discourage you from doing so. Three qualifications. Stupid, liberal, and ugly. Yes, I said it. I'm sorry. They're on TV. I get to look. We get to look. We get to draw our own conclusions. We get to draw our own conclusions. Go ahead. This incredibly cozy inappropriate relationship with Fox News. Yes, yes, yes. It's incredibly close. By the way, I seem to remember Donna Brazil leaking stuff to Hillary Clinton during that debate. You remember that, Mr. Producer? Oh, yeah. This guy, uh, Jim Shuto, I seem to recall he worked for Obama. Must we go down the list of the Democrats at CNN? We've got Chris Cuomo. I used to say the dumbest of the Cuomos, but they're so dumb, I could be any of them. Uh, let's talk about that, the optics, the optics of that one. I don't think the Cuomo. The optics are really painful, optics. Go ahead. Well, I mean, if he does, I mean, immediately after my story came out, yeah, yeah. as if to sort of illustrate it, yeah, he t- yeah. tweeted yet tweeted again about something Fox about, about Fox and Oh, uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Notice they both say exactly the same thing. Do you know why they hate Fox and Friends? Because you love it. It's a fun show. It's got some news, some entertainment, and it just destroys CNN and MSNBC. 
You got bubbly personalities, intelligent people on that program. They have great guests on that program. The president loves the program, so you must hate it. You've got to hate it, damn it. I insist that you hate it. Look at the optics. Look at the optics. They're smiling all the time. They're jokesters. They're substantive. They have faith. Look at the optics. My God. By the way, look at the optics at CNN. Makes your stomach turn. Go ahead. You know, if he's worried he's not showing it, he needs Fox as much as Fox needs him. Ah, okay, thanks. Coming from Jane Mayer. An objective. I'm waiting for them to bring John Dean in to do an analysis. John Dean can do an analysis. Now, Donald Trump was fabulously wealthy and popular and well-known before he decided to run for president, before he ever did anything with Fox. Fox was number one, destroying CNN and MSNBC with its lineup long before Donald Trump decided to run for president. Both have been incredibly successful in their areas. Donald Trump, multi-billionaire, Fox number one on cable. They don't need each other. But let me say this to you. What would we do without Fox? We get the same lapdog propaganda from CNN and MSNBC, from NBC, ABC, CBS, the Washington Slimes, the New York uh, Slimes, the Washington Compost. Be getting the same thing over and over and over. We wouldn't even know about Hillary Clinton, Fusion GPS, the Steele dossier. We wouldn't know anything about McCabe or Stroke or Page or Baker or Comey's leaks. We wouldn't know anything. We wouldn't know anything. What Brian Stelter doesn't understand is the purpose of a newsroom and the purpose of news. What is Brian Stelter? Is he a journalist? Or is he an opinion guy? I mean, I know he's, he's, he's stupid, but I'm asking. He can't answer. He's both and he's neither. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In the spring of last year, listen, legions of arms control experts began popping up at think tanks and on social media, and then became key sources for hundreds of often clueless reporters. We created an echo chamber. When I asked him to explain the onslaught of freshly minted experts cheerleading for the deal, he said they were saying things that validated what we had given them to say. This is Ben Rhodes on the Iran deal, dealing with CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, and all the rest of it. And all the rest of it. And he went on about it. The writer, the reporter at the time, Samuels, he is adept at constructing overarching plot lines with heroes and villains. Their conflicts and motivations supported by flurries of carefully chosen adjectives, quotations and leaks from named and unnamed senior officials. He's the master, sharper. He's the master shaper and retailer of Obama's foreign policy narratives at a time when the killer wave of social media has washed away the sandcastles of the traditional press. In other words, the left play the press and the press like to be played by the left. And Fox doesn't play that game, particularly on the opinion side. So we must destroy it. You see, there's no room for diversity of thought. They demand diversity of thought on the opinion side of Fox, but they do not want diversity of thought generally. 
when it comes to cable network or satellite TV or radio for that matter. Brian Stelter, Jane Mayer, and their ilk are really quite tyrannical if you think about it. Which is why one of the questions I'm going to ask you next hour is, is this. The Democrats put forward this H-1 bill to increase voting, they say. I have a overarching question. Why do the Democrats want more people to vote? Oh, Mark, that's simple. What? That's not so simple. Why do the Democrats want more people to vote? We will tackle that in the next hour because I don't believe the answer is next half hour. Why am I done? Oh, you're right. Next half hour. Man, I could do 20 hours here. According to the Associated Press, small businesses have an optimistic outlook for 2019. And with March being National Small Business Month at LegalZoom, it's the perfect to stop putting off your business needs. This is very important. And LegalZoom, they were great, and they've even gotten greater. Have you or anyone you know used LegalZoom for their businesses? Now, if you're thinking of starting a business, it's time to place a bet on yourself, and LegalZoom can help you. During National Small Business Month, LegalZoom is celebrating entrepreneurs like you by offering 15% off their fee for incorporating, forming an LLC, nonprofit, and much more. And if you're not sure which type of business you need, they have tons of education and an online tool to help you find the one that fits. Plus, you can save money getting legal advice that will help you run your business. Because LegalZoom isn't a law firm, but they have this network of outstanding independent attorneys who can review contracts, help with employment laws, lease agreements, and more. And they don't charge you these confiscatory hourly rates. You really need to look into this. Place a bet on yourself and your business right now at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom.com, code LEVIN, code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. You'll get 15% off LLCs, corporations, and more. Place a bet on yourself and your business right now at LegalZoom.com, code LEVIN, during National Small Business Month. Again, jump in. LegalZoom.com, code LEVIN. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. All right. When we come back after the break, why do the Democrats want more people to vote? Why do the Democrats want more people to vote? Do they really want more people to vote? Kinda? Does it matter if they vote? You see where I'm going? Some of you are really sharp. You know what I'm saying. By the way, when will all these so-called news people at CNN resign? Over the fact that CNN is no longer a news organization. Jeffrey Zucker just admitted it. When will they resign? I mean, they, they trash Nicholas Sandman. When will the news people resign over there? I'll be right back. Conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. All right. Gee, let's all gather around and watch Don Lemon on TV tonight. What do you say, guys? Or let's all gather around and watch Chris Cuomo. Now, that's not happening. Two negative IQs right there. You add two negatives, you get more negative. It's a, it's a stupid lineup at CNN. They have no purpose. Even as a mouthpiece for DNC, when you have stupid people, it's not good. By the way, shout out to my beautiful wife, Julie, and her beautiful mother, Sylvia. I said I would do that on the air. 
It's like I'm three years old as an industry producer. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you, my listeners, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Ready? ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. Try it. You'll like it. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. The smartest way to hire. No question about that. Why, do the, why does the Democrat Party want more people to vote? Now, let's, let's think about this. The Democrats rule by the iron fist. You see these tyrannies throughout the world, these aggressive tyrannies. What they do, they get elected into office, and then what do they do? They try to take public policy as much as they can anyway and institutionalize it so that it is immune from the next group of voters, the next election cycle. That's what Obamacare is about. That's what their whole agenda is about. So they claim to be for the people, the people vote for them, if they do. They get into office, and then they institutionalize their agenda in a department, in an agency, in a program, even they claim to do so in the Constitution, making it almost impossible, if not in fact impossible, to reverse. So the next Congress can't reverse it, the next group of voters can't reverse it, the next election cycle. So they want as many people to vote as possible as long as they win. And they think they have figured out a formula, and that is through immigration. And they think they figured out another formula by reducing as much as possible all the elements you would normally have to vet a voter to make sure they're allowed to vote. They call that voter suppression, and they claim racism. They call it voter suppression, and they claim racism. When you try and figure out if somebody's voting is supposed to vote. And, as I say, if you vote a way they don't like, they're not for the vote. If you vote a way they do like, they're for the vote. If they get the outcome they want, great. If they get the outcome they don't want, like Donald Trump, then they're against it. This is the key point. They do not like the outcome of the last presidential election. They don't like it. So they reject it. Now, we want more people to vote. They don't want more people to vote unless the vote turns out the way they want it to turn out. Now, we keep hearing that Nancy, uh, excuse me, that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. One of the ways they do this is these blue states are overwhelmingly blue. The populations are overwhelmingly Democrat. And so they run up the vote in these blue states. And they see that? We got more votes than Trump did. And yet he won the Electoral College. Therefore, the Electoral College is racist and it needs to go. 
The Electoral College is here for that very reason. So one state or a handful of states or a handful of cities don't control the entirety of the country. The Electoral College is genius. Absolutely has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with republicanism. That's why they destroyed the Senate at the beginning of the last century. The point of the Senate was to make sure that the states had represented had representation, rather, in the federal government. So with the direct election of senators, what do you get? More leftism, more progressivism. Another barrier destroyed. So look at their attack. They're attacking the Electoral College. They're attacking gerrymandering. We want, we want uh, you know, professional organizations to scientifically make these determinations. And let me tell you, those entities will not be objective any more than the media's objective any more than the Democrats are objective. They don't play by the book. They just want to push the Republicans out or anybody who's not them, push them out. It is a tyrannical mentality on the left, whether they're in the media like Brian Stelter, whether they're in Congress, it doesn't matter. It is a, it is a tyrannical mentality. They cannot tolerate losing. They cannot tolerate true intellectual substantive diversity. They cannot tolerate it. I mean, we don't spend all day trying to eliminate CNN. I attack them for attacking us in entities that we like. And apparently a lot of the American people like. But they attack all the time. Their whole goal is to put people out of business. And they'll make another run of talk radio. It's just a matter of time. And I was saying earlier, you have Media Matters out there. Media Matters is funded by the hard left. Somehow, this I call them a criminal front group because I don't know how they get away with using tax dollars this way. Effectively, in essence. They put out information, a website like Mediate that's owned by or founded by Daniel Abrams, who is a legal analyst for ABC. They regurgitate it. 90% that's on there, 80% that's on there is anti-Trump, anti-Fox, anti-me, anti-whomever. So they push it out into social media. And then, of course, CNN picks it up or the other. This is the strategy. This is what goes on, and it's worse than that. There's actually more of it, and that's how it works. But ask yourself this. How did CNN cover the Kavanaugh hearings? Was it objective? Was it fair? Was it fact-oriented? How about NBC? How did they cover it and MSNBC? How about CBS and ABC? The New York Times, the Washington Post? That's journalism, folks? The Kavanaugh hearings? Like Nicholas Sandman? How did they all cover him? It was a disgrace what that kid had to go through. An absolute disgrace. And the media lied to us over and over and over again. So this putz stelter can bring on Jane Mayer to talk about propaganda all she wants. And she is an expert on propaganda, given she's a propagandist. As is stelter an expert on, on propaganda, given that he's a propagandist. I mean, we can go down the list. Have they pushed that professor from Yale that Trump is mentally unstable on the 25th Amendment? That was their talking point for a while. Stormy Daniels, that was their talking point for a while. The violation of the campaign law, that was their talking point for a while. You can go on and on and on. Whatever Adam Schiff or Nadler or Pelosi wanted, they regurgitated. Now, Pelosi has said today, by the way, that impeachment is a waste of time with Trump and she doesn't support unless really something comes up. Don't trust a damn thing that woman says. You watch. 
sometime down the road, likely, I, I'm not in the prediction business, but likely, just given her background and the way she conducts herself politically, we found something I can't turn away anymore. I, uh, I, I can't say no to impeachment anymore. Look look at what Mueller said. Look, look at what this was. Look, look over there. Look at the porn. Look, look over there. You, you understand. But just remember what this Ben Rhodes said about the media in this country. It was like just feeding them nuggets, and they went with it, manipulating them, and they went. That's your Brian Stelter and your Jane Mayer and your Jake Tapper. That's this putz Jeff Zucker. How can we know all about the executives, the top executives, and Fox, and we know nothing about the top executives like Jeff Zucker? Is he married? How many times is he married? Does he have children? Did he ever screw around on his wife? I'm not saying he did. I'm just curious. What does he get paid? How can we know everybody else? What does he get paid? Who are his top executives? What do they get paid? Where do they come from? We know nothing about them. Same with MSNBC. We know nothing about Phil What's-His-Face, the head of MSNBC who surrounds him. We don't know a thing about them. Why is that? Where's Gabe Sherman? Is that his name? Can't remember. Gabe, where are you, Gabe? The Gabester. Why are you so focused on Fox, Gabe? I'll tell you why, because he's another leftist, if you look at his background. But Gabe, there's CNN, there's MSLSD. Why, why don't you focus on that? We, we'd like to know about them, too. Nah, can't tell you about that. Go ahead and Google Jeffrey Tubin's name and ask yourself why media matters every time that punk opens his mouth. They don't push that propaganda out. Ask yourself. Because we're getting played all the time. You know that uh, Fox is a propaganda outfit and CNN? Oh, no, that's news. MSL, no, that's news. Chris Mather, no, nah, he's news. Washington Compost, all news, all the time. If you don't get it, you don't get it. New York Slimes, all the news that's fit the print, except the news that's not fit the print. Oh, the paper record. Do you like the way they give themselves these labels, by the way? This. What, are they, what does CNN call itself? This is CNN. Yeah, and this is dog crap on the bottom of my sneaker. I'll be right back. Mark in. So we should get rid of the Electoral College so less populated states have no say in anything. Well, I want you to think about how balkanized the nation would be. So the blue states with heavier populations would be dictating to the red states with more suburban and rural populations. You know, the red states were more of our produce and livestock. Produce raised, livestock raised. And how would the blue states eat? In other words, the consumers would be dictating to the producers when it comes to food, pretty much. Well, what if the producers don't want to be dictated to? You see, this is the problem. The Democrat Party, and I'll say this, is really unhinged from our republic. It's unhinged from our founding. It has broken away uh, from our basic principles for the purpose of gaining power. It's very much like 
a, a European or even a third world party, and it lives and survives on balkanization, whether it's the Electoral College, whether it's race, whatever it is, whatever it is. They don't talk about liberty. They reject capitalism. Liberty and capitalism go hand in hand. They'll tell you about all the imperfections. We know there's a lot of imperfections because people aren't perfect. It's the way it works. But we also know the least perfect system is the system that they press for. And the consequences are dire. This isn't an academic matter. It's fact. A recent study shows Americans are sleeping less than ever, even though lack of sleep ruins your performance and impacts your relationships. It's time to improve every aspect of your life by getting the best sleep of your life on a brand new set of bowl and branch sheets. Don't tune me out. Listen to this. They're the softest, most comfortable, 100% pure organic cotton sheets in the world. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sleep better thanks to bowl and branch And they're the only sheets loved by three U.S. presidents and me. All their products, from the signature soft sheets to the cozy throw blankets to their plush towels, they're all made the right way, not the easy way. They're naturally derived products made with the highest level craftsmanship. And every purchase comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. That is a big deal. You can try them for 30 days risk-free. And you'll also get $50 off your first set of sheets Plus free shipping at bowlandbranch.com with promo code Mark. So go to B-O-L-L, bowlandbranch.com. Make sure you use promo code Mark so you get $50 off. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code Mark. One more time. Let's all run there now. Ready? Bowlandbranch.com, promo code Mark. Get your 50 bucks off. Now, we have uh, Howard Dean. What do we know about Howard Dean, really? I mean, they they keep digging into hosts on Fox and Trump's background. They can't get his high school records. They want his high school records. Now, Obama, they didn't want to know a thing. High school? High school? High school? Pot? Communist? Hey, come on. Come on. Uh, Domestic terrorists? uh, What what are you, racist? Now, with Trump, we want his high school transcripts. You know, is this a joke? But Howard Dean, have we ever seen his wife, Mr. Producer? Years ago, right? Is he out of locked in the attic or something? May I ask? Yes, I may. Everything's on the table now, according to the left, right? Is there a Mrs. Howard Dean, a Dr. Dean, a Dean, a Dean? I don't know. But he, he thinks Fox is a propaganda outfit. Cut three, go. I do. Um, Look, why not have a debate on Breitbart TV? I mean, you know, Fox is a propaganda organization. It's not a news channel. Uh, I don't think we are obligated to have uh, our our debates on stations that are really not news channels. So why would you have one on CNN? Or NBC or ABC or CBS or MSLSD? Why would you have that? Those are propaganda news channels. That's why you like them so much. Yeah. Go ahead. That's what Tom decided to do, and I think that makes sense. You would, because you're a loser. Last time I checked, you're a loser. But we don't know anything about Howard Dean. We don't know anything about his background, because he's a left-wing kook, and they're not going to touch him. Same with Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Other people have had to find out about her. Well, she really was raised in Westchester. 
So you got a problem with Westchester? She really has no experience whatsoever. Yeah, so you have a problem with, with new thinking? But boy, oh boy, they do. They get their sound bites from her, don't they? Really quite stupid. Jim Acosta was all worked up today. He's all worked up all the time. This is a CNN guy, you see. Jim Acosta, cut nine, Mr. Producer, go. Just to, to get back to, to John and, and Alex's question about uh, the president's comments uh, about Democrats and Jewish people, isn't that kind of rhetoric just sort of beneath everybody? And, and do you think that the president has thought at all uh, going into this 2020 campaign that the rhetoric just needs to be lowered, whether it's talking about Democrats, the media, immigrants, or should we just plan on hearing the president use the same? By the way, is there a question in here, Big Mouth? Now, the guys, here's, here's what I don't get. He's supposed to be a reporter, right? He's writing a book about how journalism is threatened like never before, how he's mistreated. So he's using his platform, where he's supposed to be reporting to you and me, as an opportunity, as an opportunity to write a book. So everything he says is really for his book. It's not for you. Remember, the purpose of a reporter is to inform you, the American people. So he doesn't have any interest in that. Just listen to his his long diatribes and everything and, uh, and his speeches that he gives. He's not a reporter. Just another slimeball at CNN, another propagandist. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, all of our friends in law enforcement. And we'll see you right here tomorrow, I promise. Take care.